Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I don't want to look back at my life when from 30 years from now I'll be an, uh, an old man and uh, I just do my my daily job every day for years and uh, um, I just want to be old and say I did what I uh, love to do. Well after experiencing what he calls a sign while traveling Australia, Lucas Piatek is definitely making the most of his photography career while helping others to do the same. I'm Matt Bowen, this is Phototypes. <laughs> It's Matt freaking Bowen. Oh my god! I'll let Lucas tell you the story that convinced him to become a photographer, but suffice to say he's made the most of it by creating an outlet for artists that's now followed by over 30,000 people on Instagram. I think you'll agree he's a great guy when you hear this interview, and I hope that he inspires you too. Lucas, welcome to Phototypes. V Gates? Oh, very good. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty to be here. That's about as far as my German extends, apart from asking you uh, if you could check my tyres and ah, um, I could tell you that something is opposite the youth club. Yeah, it's a really hard language, so uh, don't bother trying it. We'll do this in English for the, for the ease of everyone listening around the world. Thank you for coming on Phototypes. First of all, have a look around you as I ask everybody and just describe where you are right now. Well, I'm sitting at my desk right now. Um... I'm having the Mac, iMac here next to me and uh, many cameras, like you see up there. You can't see, of course, you just hear me. But uh, like there are many vintage cameras above my head from my uh, grandfather and stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm basically at home. So uh, it's my living room. Tell everybody where home is. Uh, home is in Germany. It's a small town called Bottrop. It's uh, in an industrial area. And uh, the next big cities are Dortmund and Düsseldorf, which uh, some of you might know. So, but I don't think that my hometown is actually um, quite known in the world. How would you describe yourself as a photographer? Oh, that's a pretty hard question, I think. Uh, um, I think I'm really passionate uh, because um, I always had a dream to uh, of being a photographer when I was younger. And um, like when I was uh, 13 years old, um, my biggest dream was to earn money with it. But I would never imagine that it would be possible. So um, I got my first camera with uh, 15. And um, yeah, I just took pictures of uh, little insects and water drops at the beginning. And uh, it somehow turned into uh, photographing people. And uh, now I'm doing weddings. So um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm a down-to-earth guy that was lucky enough to uh, be where I am now. Okay, and um, is it just weddings that you photograph now? Um, weddings mostly. Um, I'm doing a lot of um, couples and engagements and um, also um, animals, dogs, for example. And um, sometimes I do babies. Let's rewind back a little bit. It says on your website that you established your business in 2002. Before then, what did you do? 
2012, sorry. I was um, working for three years as a um, designer, like a media designer. That's the German name. I'm not, what, uh, I'm not sure what the English name is, but it was like Photoshop work and uh, InDesign stuff. And that I was doing it for three years. And um, after that, um, I spent a year in Australia, New Zealand, traveling around. Uh, I bought a car and just traveled uh, around the whole country. And um, that was the time when I bought my uh, first bigger camera, which was the 5D Mark II. Uh, which came out right then and uh, had video in it, so it was pretty cool back then. And um, I bought it, uh, took it on a trip, and uh, yeah, took some really cool shots with it. And um, that's uh, that was the time when I really started to uh, to feel and think that I can do this for a living. And uh, like I said, I always dreamed about doing it, but never really thought I could do it. And uh, when I um, arrived back home after that year, I started uh, doing a study at a, at a university. Um, I studied uh, engineering, which I'm, I'm still doing. I'm, I'm, I'm nearly finished. So that's my backup plan if photography doesn't work out at the end. I started uh, at the same time with the study. I started uh, the photography for weddings and stuff. Um, I was asked by a, a friend of mine to, uh, to do her wedding. And I was like, yeah, of course, no problem. Uh, it's totally easy. I've got a 5D Mark II and I've got a, a shitty zoom lens, which is uh, pretty crappy in low light. And uh, I can do it, of course. So I, I got there, I, I shot the wedding, and uh, they were happy with the images. Looking back now, I, I think those images were awful. And uh, I would never do it the same way again, of course. Uh, yeah, but that was the time when it really started, and uh, other people saw it, and uh, they asked me to do their wedding. And that's when I started a, a website and, uh, and a Facebook page. And yeah. So many more people from from a friends list uh, saw my images and uh, somehow it, uh, it turned out that uh, into an established uh, kind of business for me. We're going to expand a little bit about your business and approach later, but um, yeah. when you were doing your media design, or I think we would probably call it graphic design here, yeah, right. were you still hoping to be a photographer then or were you thinking this is what I'm going to do now? Well, photography was a part of my job, actually. We had a, a, a large studio in, in a basement, and uh, I um, had to use the camera in there sometimes as well. So um, I always had it in my mind, but uh, like I said, I, I never thought that I could actually only live from photography. So that's why I, I did the job. But uh, it turned out after three years that um, I was so bored and it was just the same thing every day. And uh, yeah, that's why I had to uh, make a little break and uh, fly to Australia to uh, get my head a little bit clearer and uh, just think about my future and what I want to do in my life because I I always thought that uh, I don't want to look back at my life when from 30 years from now I'll be an, uh, an old man and uh, I just do my my daily job every day for years and uh, um, I just want to be old and say I did what I uh, love to do and uh, yeah that's why I do it. So when you decided to go to Australia, what sort of position was your head in? Where, where were you at mentally? Um, I was, uh, I think I was kind of torn and uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So um, I needed that trip for me to uh, come clean, clean with myself and uh, to really focus uh, on my, my future. And um, I was pretty uh, happy that when I came back and I, I asked my parents or my mother, sorry, my mother and uh, my grandparents, uh, what they think about it. Um, they were very positive to me. They uh, didn't say it's a stupid idea and just 
they just say I should uh, chase my dreams and do it. Was there anything in particular whilst you're in Australia that, that made you think, yes, I can do this? Was there a particular turning point? There was a turning point, but uh, it's not what you expect it to be. Um, um, like I said, I was traveling with the car and uh, I had everything in my car. And uh, one day I was at the beach and when I came back to my car, um, somebody broke in there. So um, the windshield was broken. And the first thought I had was, oh my God, my camera. It's uh, surely gone, my memories are gone, all the images are gone. So I, um, I ran to the car, opened the door, uh, my, my mobile phone was gone, my, my purse was gone, um, some other small things were gone, but they left my camera in there. I don't know why, but it was still lying on my bed in, in, in the back of the car. And uh, yeah, um, in the end, I think uh, it was like a kind of symbol for me that uh, they didn't took away the camera, so uh, it belongs to me, yeah. I'm going to try it now. Excellent. That, I mean, that is like almost fate that it, this, this thing is calling out to you then. Yeah. Like I said, I was, I was very scared that the camera is gone because uh, if uh, the camera was gone, I think uh, that would be my uh, the baddest thing that could happen to me. Uh, I didn't care about the purse, the money, uh, my mobile phone, um, but you uh, can't take away the memories that I had in the past months before that. So after that incident, did you then specifically focus and think, right, this is a sign now, this is exactly what I want to do, this is telling me to do it. Yeah, it, it turned out in the, in the next uh, weeks after that, uh, I, uh, I thought it, it has to be a sign in, in some way. And uh, yeah, when I came back, like I said, uh, I really knew that uh, I have to do this from then on. So you say you dreamt of being a photographer from an early age. What was it that inspired your love of photography? Um, I actually have no idea. It was in my head. Um, my my grand great-grandfather was a photographer also so maybe it's in, in our genes I don't know and uh, my grandfather always gave us uh, old cameras the ones that are in my apartment right now so old vintage stuff cameras and uh, my grandparents had uh, like uh, very vintage uh, images on there on the wall from their ancestors and uh, yeah it somehow turned out uh, had that passion in, my, in me that's why I do it now when you got back from Australia then, you spoke to your mother and your grandparents and they were very supportive. What were the steps that you took then to to establish yourself? Yeah, the first thing was uh, to build up like um, the Facebook page was important for me because I knew that uh, a lot of people used that uh, as a, yeah, a marketing side of things. And uh, I had a fan page back then, but uh, it was just like uh, sharing images and stuff. And um, I also had like... An, Deviant Art page. Um, I had an account there, and uh, that's where I was shooting my 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 first stuff, like the insects. And uh, I did a lot of macro things. And um, back then on Deviant Art, um, I was just a normal little young photographer, and uh, nobody knew me. And uh, it was one day I uh, uploaded an image uh, of uh, of my eye, and uh, it was like a macro image of my eye shot by myself with my right hand. And uh, in my eye, there was a reflection of my left hand holding a heart. So, yeah, kind of cheesy, but uh, people liked it. And the next uh, day I woke up, I had like 3,000 messages and, uh, yeah, hundreds of comments and uh, people were crazy about the image. And um, I sold some prints over there. Yeah, but that was like uh, before Australia still. So after that, uh, I started building the Facebook page and the website and did some marketing uh, in the local area here. I had an interview with a newspaper 
and that's how I started rolling. Okay, so you didn't come back immediately and think that you wanted to shoot weddings? No, weddings uh, uh, started a little bit uh, after that. I, I first done some portraits and uh, dogs, like I said, animals. And uh, weddings started when my when my friend asked me to do, to do the wedding. So um, and uh, then that's what I uh, actually uh, saw. I can do weddings and uh, people would like it. And uh, that's where I thought that uh, wedding photography would actually be. Uh, something that's worth doing because you can earn money with it did you develop a passion for wedding photography did you enjoy doing that first wedding that you did yeah um i loved it actually and uh like i said um i didn't uh plan anything before that i just went there and uh, i have not looked at any wedding before and any other wedding images so um i just uh could do my own kind of thing and some images were turned out great uh, but most of them were crappy because, um, yeah, I didn't care about uh, the uh, the lens that I had with me, which was an f.4 zoom lens. And uh, so many images were like very grainy because I had to pull up the ex- exposure a little bit. And um, at nighttime, I tried to use a flash, which I uh, rented from a company, but I had no idea how to use it. So um, I just put it on manual mode and... Uh, flashed it and uh, yeah the images were horrible so um, after that after the wedding I actually uh, sat down and uh, took a look at some other photographers and uh, I saw some YouTube videos about what to do um, what to learn from it what lenses to buy and stuff and uh, that's when I uh, really started of getting into wedding photography and uh, actually caring about what I do and uh, yeah back then I think the first guy that I uh, loved seeing was Jose Villa, uh, which I think everyone can relate to. So um, I loved that uh, really airy kind of uh, look from him. And uh, yeah, two years later I bought a, a Contax, the same one that he had, and uh, I had the same lens that he had, and I sent it to um, Richard Photolab, the images, and um, I hoped that they turn out like, like his images, <laughs> but of course they didn't, so um, I was kind of disappointed back then. and. Uh, then I sold the contacts again, and um, I really tried to focus on digital and uh, getting my own kind of thing into it, um, and really getting away from from the airy pastel-like feel. Um, so I tried to do it a little moodier and darker, much more contrast in the images, and uh, that's what I do now. So yeah, yeah, I was surprising that. Um... Jose Villa was one of your early influences because looking at your work now, it, it couldn't be any further from from his style. Yeah, I, I tried to copy most of the images I saw on the internet, which uh, were famous of photographers, and uh, I think that didn't turn out for me. Um, I tried to um, copy the style from them because many people loved it, but uh, yeah, I didn't like it, and I didn't love it at, at, at the end, so um, there was no reason for me to uh, keep shooting like this. So how did you... Um make that transition from those pastel images to thinking yeah i don't like these was it just a case of playing around with settings and and then you got something that you liked and kept coming back to that it it just happened uh, in in the visco group on facebook um that's when i first uh got to know the visco filters and um i use them a lot now so um and i saw many images in there like uh, that really inspired me um to really change my pace Slowly, of course, because you can't uh, do one wedding like this and the next wedding like that. So it was a, a slow transition, of course. Um, 
but I'm happy I, I did that. And uh, yeah, that was the turning point. And that transition, once you knew that you wanted to change, but you had to do it slowly, were you quite impatient and thinking, oh, I really want to uh, get some stuff out that, that I actually enjoy? Yeah, not really. I always try to, to mix it up in, in, in the first weddings. So um, there was not like a, like the big change, of course, because uh, the couples would be shocked if they booked me because they liked the, the images before and uh, I just deliver something completely different. That's, uh, that's not good. So uh, I mixed the styles at the beginning and uh, yeah, after that, I just only uploaded the images uh, that I like. Got away with those uh, airy looks. And uh, if you look on my site now, you don't you don't won't find those images. So um, I hope that I only uh, find couples now that like the images that they see now, and uh, they won't know what I did before. So <laughs> you mentioned the um, the Visco filters. People will be now screaming at their phone or however they're listening to this, thinking. Um, what filters does he use? Are you prepared to just tell us about that, or is it something you want to keep secret? It's actually uh, not so easy to to say. I love the the Triax look for the black and whites, which I think it's it's amazing. But uh, with the color ones, it's uh, it's pretty hard for me to tell. Actually, um, I always try around, and um, of course uh, I tweak a lot. So um, I just don't click a button and that's it. Um, I do have some custom presets right now, which I can use for every wedding. So I have like a little consistency in the look of, of the weddings that I have. But uh, it's really hard for me to tell that there's one really good preset that you can use and that works for everything. So um, I also use, use a red leaf right now, and uh, which are also very amazing. And uh, yeah, so um, there's not a real answer to that. But you're still shooting all digital now? Nothing film? Nothing film anymore, no. I, I sold the contacts, like I said, and... That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people listening to this will relate to your story and thinking that they want to be a wedding photographer. They see something that they like. They buy all the equipment exactly the same as um, yeah. as their heroes, if that's the right word. And uh, yeah. and then they find it's not quite right for them. And you've got to find your own voice. Um, now your website has a very distinctive brand and a, and a logo to it. Tell us the the story behind that. Um, the logo is actually quite new, um, if that's what you refer to, um, with, with the fox in it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, like a month old. Um, the logo I had before was just like a, a basic uh, typo typography thing. So um, I um, contacted a, a young artist from Romania, a logo artist, and uh, we came up with the idea of the fox. And uh, yeah, so uh, a running fox that runs uh, from left to right, so to the future. And um, I liked it, so we just took it, and uh, it, it has like a, a more grittier look, and uh, yeah, that's what I like right now. Yeah, a more earthy feel I got from it. Right. Okay, who or what inspires you now? The thing that most inspires me right now is my my blog, my looks like film blog, which I'm running, and um, I'm uploading uh, images every day there, which are curated from from the Visco Group and. Uh, from our own looks like film group and um, I think those images are really outstanding um, we have a huge following of people right now and um, we just hit 30k on Instagram yesterday yeah I'm, I'm doing those daily updates on the blog so people send me their images and I'm doing like 14 images every day now looking at those images alone really uh, made my images look better my images as, as well because um, when you see those images and uh, you, you, you try to keep them in your head and uh, 
try to use them in any any future shooting or wedding, you will uh, most likely take a better picture. Um, I noticed that when I started doing the blog, which was um, in the last December, which was like a, a slow time, so, so no shootings, nothing at all. And the first shooting I got was in, in January then. So I had like a two months break, doing nothing. And uh, yeah, and I, I really could tell that uh, my photography increased a little bit just by getting inspired every day by uh, other amazing artists. And uh, yeah, that's what I like about it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, so tell us a little bit more about Looks Like Film and, and what it is and, and why you started it up in the first place. Um, well, I started it in, in the Visco group. Uh, like I said before, I'm, I'm a member there. I'm, I'm an admin now, so um, it has um, 27,000 people in there. So uh, quite a huge amount of people. And uh, I think, in my mind, that's the best photography group in, on Facebook out there. Um, I'm a part of many groups there, but um, this one is the most positive. I think uh, if you upload your images, uh, people will, will like them. They, they won't be mean to you or try to... Uh, say any bad things about it even if you're a beginner they would try to to help you and uh, try to make you better in, in the first place so um yeah and and i could really tell that uh those images uploaded there by the, by the people are really really good so um you occasionally find an image that's not quite okay or or, or shitty i have to say but uh i think 99 percent of the images are just amazing so um and one day um i was uh browsing through the group and um, I, I saw an image uh, from Jordan Foss the photographer um, the week before and um, I couldn't find it uh, in, the, in the next week and um, I didn't remember his name back then and I was just crawling through the group like like crazy for minutes and nothing happened because uh, there are so many images uploaded there you just couldn't find it that's what I thought what if we do a website with uh, the best images from this group and we just uh, publish them on a website so that's when it started. Um, I built a website on Squarespace uh, the other day, put it up there. Um, I asked the people about it and uh, everybody was, oh my God, yeah, great idea. Let's do it. So um, some more people joined me in doing this and uh, that's when it started. Uh, at the beginning, it was like just uh, just daily updates. So I uploaded images there, like the best images from the day and they were on the website. And uh, we had like a crazy amount of views uh, in the first months. It was uh, 30,000 people viewing there um, the image as uh, in, in that month and um, it kind of tra uh, yeah transferred into a, a blog type of thing 
So we are still doing the daily updates, but we also have like um, interviews on there, and uh, we do some before and after, so people can see the difference before they um, adjusted the presets on the images, which is kind of cool. And uh, we have a lot of engagement sessions on there. Um, we have weddings uh, blocked, and um, yeah, it uh, it kind of took over my life um, as well. We are close to launching a print store right now. So people will be able to actually sell and buy prints on the site. And um, we are currently developing uh, our own presets, um, which uh, is not really announced yet. So um, people know about it. But uh, it's going to be like a, a new um, kind of era of presets. We are doing this with Redleaf, and uh, we will be joined by um, other famous photographers doing it. So um, we'll have like uh, new packs um, coming out uh, hopefully this year, at the end of this year. And we will have um, four well-known artists uh, developing their own presets so people can use these presets to um, kind of replicate their style and, and their feel of the images. Sounds awesome. And, and like you said before, a real supportive atmosphere in there. Yeah, it's uh, actually pretty crazy. So um, it's like a, our own community right now. Um, people know each other and, and they're from everywhere, like America, Australia, South Africa. We recently just um, did a small poll about doing like a, a global meetup one day so people just can uh, meet in a city in their area and just go out have a coffee talk about photography and uh, yeah make some images i i didn't think uh, many would w- respond to that but i think we had like uh, 400 people um commenting it and uh, telling where they live so um yeah we have that in, in mind for the future but uh, it needs a little planning to do that of course clearly when you decided to do that you didn't think it would be so crazy no actually no i i think uh when i started doing the, the website I, I think i do it just for a couple of weeks and then that's it because i i was pretty sure people would get uh yeah bored with it but uh turned out it was not the case and we having like um eighty thousand people viewing uh, every month r- right now wow. we're having uh, big companies uh, supporting us we have uh alien skin right now um we just uh Sign a small deal with owner bags. We have um, Hold Frost from the Moneymaker Belt um, as a partner. We have um, Flow Themes or Flow Sites, um, Pixelu from Smart Albums, um, our own print company, Fine Print Studio, which will be released soon, like I said. Yeah, and uh, we are in talks with uh, Junebug Weddings right now um, for a partnership. So um, hopefully, um, people will be able to. Um, submit their images on our side, which will also be featured featured on their side because um, they contacted us um, because uh, Looks Like Film is their primary source of uh, finding new artists. And um, we hopefully can transform that in kind of benefit for both of us so and for the artists, of course. Yeah, and you uh, mentioned a little bit that it's kind of taken over your life. Where are you squeezing in the photography now? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of trying to um, split the day between uh, Looks Like Film and wedding photography. So um, when I wake up... Uh, I just uh, rush to my iMac and I do the daily update. So um, has to be done every day except Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after that, I just do my wedding thing. So um, I edit my weddings from, from the past weeks and stuff. And um, after I'm finished with, uh, with a wedding, wedding or a wedding session, um, I go back to look like film and um, I try to upload some more stuff like uh, other blog posts with, uh, with um, an engagement session, for example, or... Uh, we also have artists of the month, so uh, we just uh, pick an artist which uh, 
has been amazing in the past months and uh, feature him on, on, the, on the blog. And uh, yeah, that's what I, I try to kind of separate the, both things, but uh, I have to do them every day, of course. <laughs> yeah. Is it just yourself that, r- that runs that at the moment? No, no, it's a, a bunch of people, actually. We have uh, about uh, 20 people right now okay. doing blog stuff, uh, running Tumblr, running Instagram, running Facebook, I'm running Twitter. So um, yeah, everyone join me. Awesome. So tell everyone what the web address is for that if they don't know. Uh, it looks like film.com. So that, that's it. Easy. Oh, well, that's brilliant. Um, congratulations on that. That's uh, fantastic. What's been your biggest influence in your career? My biggest influence in my career? Um, that's kind of uh, hard to say, actually. I'm pretty sure that uh, one of the biggest influences was uh, the turn from, uh, from that first look I had. To the to the look right now, and uh, to my final look, which I think uh, will stay like this, hopefully forever. And um, also meeting uh, new artists, so um, meeting them on Facebook or personally. Um, I've been to Snap um, this year. And you talked to Lara earlier this week. It was amazing to meet new people and uh, like uh, same-minded people, because um, I have a lot of friends, but none of those are is any has any kind of interest in photography. So. Um, it's kind of hard to talk to, with them about it. Um, it's pretty easier if you have uh, people uh, with you or your, your friends there. You can actually talk about cameras and, uh, and images and uh, lenses. Yeah, so um, being at Snap was uh, definitely something uh, was one of the big, biggest influences because uh, I got to talk to so many awesome people and um, listen to so many awesome speakers, of course, which uh, also um, changed my viewing a little bit. Um, Andy Gaines was there. Um, you also talked to him. I, I saw that, and uh, I just loved his uh, his mentality and uh, the way he talked. Uh, he was so um, captivating, and uh, yeah, it was just a great time, great experience. Um, I'm flying to uh, Lanzarote uh, at the end of the month uh, to the Wolves workshop, which is uh, also another workshop, and um, I'm trying to um, get get the same feeling there. So yeah, are you a uh, complete photography geek? Uh, yeah, I, I turned into one. <laughs> so is there any time ever when you take a break from photography? Sundays, maybe? Um, I try to um, get some um, off time, of course. Um, in the evenings, um, I, I play soccer, so um, I'm going soccer three times a week. So um, that's a little thing I do besides that. And of course, uh, my girlfriend um, has to... Uh, I have to find some time for her. <laughs> <laughs> she sometimes yells at me that I... I'm not spending much time with her, but I I always try to uh, to find a time. It's not easy in a wedding season, of course, but uh, yeah, it, it will end soon. So uh, we're gonna have a great Christmas, and uh, we uh, spent uh, many weeks in in Spain this year uh, on vacation. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's okay for me. I I have a time half time half time for it. Yeah, what's your girlfriend do for a job? Is it Lena, your girlfriend? Right. Yeah, you're good uh, informed. <laughs> And she's still working at a school, so um, she's working with kids. She's there right now, and they have like a little uh, theater kind of thing uh, running uh, because it's a it's a vacation right now, holidays in Germany. So the kids are just going there every day, and they're like they're building a kind of uh, theater, and uh, they will have a a play at the end of the week. Does she try and rope you in to take photographs of that? Uh, I've been there actually. I've I've been at the school of her um, two years ago. I've done a little. Uh, was called photography uh yeah photography class if you can say that yeah. so uh, 
I brought my camera there and I've talked with the kids about uh, the photos and uh, we um, have we had uh, like two um, photography classes uh, every week and um, different uh, kids join me every week and uh, I just talked about uh, the settings of cameras what you can do with it of course they are too small to understand it but I, I had to tell them of course and after that we always had a, a little shooting so um, they just played around and we took some images and uh, the next week I just uh, printed the images and, and gave them to them so that was kind of cool yeah but they loved that yeah I did all right, what excites you about life in general? What makes you get out of bed in the morning? The work in the, in the first place, of course. <laughs> and um, I think the future, um, I'm really like uh, looking into, into, into the future kind of guy, uh, like with the logo that, that I said. Um, I'm pretty positive, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can improve my photography even furthermore. And I'm pretty sure that uh, my blog will uh, be more successful in the next years. So that's what keeps me running now every day. Um, I try to make it just right. Uh, I want to be uh, better every day. Um, I try to shoot as much as I can, of course, um, which is kind of hard uh, because, uh, yeah, the German weather is not always pretty good for that. You you might know that in, in England. Yeah, sure. I can't go out every day because it's raining very often. Um, but uh, if I have free time, I try to do it. So your personal projects, what sort of things do you sh like to shoot? Uh, personally, uh, it's uh, um, I... I very often shoot my girlfriend, so um, I'm, I'm not really the portrait type of guy, so um, I'm not doing like portrait sessions at all, uh, but I love to photograph her, so um, and I love to photograph my dog, of course, so I just love to um, do some like, kind of lifestyle things, uh, just uh, photographing my life and the life of my parents and uh, the parents of my girlfriend, so I just take my camera and uh, just do some, some spontaneous shots, um, like not staged at all. So they don't have to look in the camera and uh, put on a smiley face and give me a wink. They just <laughs> do their thing and I try to document that, yeah. Do they ever get fed up of you taking photographs of them? No, not at all. No. They they love it. Uh, they are very, very supportive. Also, her parents are uh, crazy for my photography kind of thing. Uh, her father is uh, really a big fan of mine. He's uh, supporting me every time I go there. So uh, tell me, uh, you take so many great pictures. It's, it's amazing. Uh, I love what you do. Um, do what you want to do and uh, keep doing it. Excellent. That's good. Well, I think it's about time you got married to your girlfriend. Yeah, she's she actually just uh, entered the room, so I can't... <laughs> I just heard her coming through the door. Um, yeah, I have that in my mind, of course, and uh, it will happen for sure, but um, I'm not sure who's going to take the images. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a lot of people queuing up for that one. All right, what scares you then? The biggest thing that scares me is not knowing what might happen to me and my family so um, I'm pretty scared that uh, my uh, grandfather will die someday because um, I was raised by him and uh, my my father left my mother when uh, I was born so uh, I didn't grow up with a father at all and my mother went to work and I, I spent every day with my grandparents and my grandmother already passed away which was um, really um, hard for me um, I'm afraid of the day when he's gone. So um, he was like a, the main uh, male influence on my on my life. And um, yeah, if he's gone, uh, that would be a, a pretty big hole in my heart. I'm pretty sure about it. What sort of a person is he? What what did he do for a job? Um, he was a famous uh, football coach uh, in, in Poland, actually. Um, and 
he also um, trained some national players in, from Poland. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, with football, football at all and uh, yeah. football players. What, what's your favorite uh, team? My team is Stoke City. Stoke City, okay. Now, um, you might know uh, Dudek, which uh, played in Liverpool and yeah. uh, they won the Champions League. Uh, he's a good friend of ours and uh, my grandfather trained him back then and uh, they always uh, meet each other when they can. And um, he also uh, knows some uh, German guys, uh, Miroslav Klose, uh, if you know him. And uh, my grandfather was a friend of his mother. And uh, he also um, trained the father of uh, Lukas Podolski. Um, so, yeah, he was uh, totally crazy about football. That's why I, I also started doing football. Yeah. And um, I still love it. Um, yeah, that's what he did for life. So your grandfather was very um, heavily into soccer, but you say he also um, encouraged you photography-wise and had some cameras and gave you cameras? Yeah, he was the, uh, he was, um, the guy or the person that uh, actually bought me my first camera, which was uh, a little um, Sony Cybershot back then. Yeah, it was okay for me back then, and uh, it had a crazy good macro modus or mode, and uh, that was my, my first real camera in my hands. And have you photographed a lot of him? Not really, no. I uh, I mostly been out in the nature and uh, um, I did some shots of him, but uh, he was not my main uh, my main person to shoot. Have you since? Have you got a lot of photographs of him since then? I did, yeah, of course. Uh, I also did a lot of my my grandmother, and uh, I think you just need those images uh, as a mm. memory. And um, I think it's even uh, a better memory if you took those images yourself. What's your favorite swear word? Now, we, um, I interviewed another German photographer who hasn't gone out on the podcast yet, but she came up with some good ones. So um, I'm expecting yours to be equally good. Um, I'm not that uh, swearing kind of person, actually. Uh, but uh, if I would say a word, it would be uh, the German word for monkey, which is called Affe, uh, which I use quite often. And um, I recently uh, started using Muppet Face, <laughs> so yeah those are the, the main ones actually right now <laughs> okay I think I might get away with um, not putting the explicit on this podcast as well although you <laughs> had said shitty quite a lot I did yeah <laughs> it sounds like you love photography clearly you love photography and you love what you do but if you could be anything else for a day what would you be I thought about it for a long, long time and uh, I, I, I don't want to pick any person or um, yeah I, I think I would be um, a bird or an eagle um, like uh, being just totally free and uh, flying um, I think uh, if I could fly r right now it would be awesome so uh, it would be amazing to actually feel that uh, that moment when you're in the air and just uh, being all for yourself flying around where you wherever you want to go and uh, yeah no boundaries so that would be cool okay who living or dead would you love to photograph I actually don't have an answer for that question um, um, there's not a real person I would want to shoot um, I think uh I just want to shoot people that are are fully uh, into my type of photography, and um, so um, whenever I meet a couple that uh, that know what I want and um, I know what they want and they love my images, I love shooting them. So um, I um, sometimes uh, have couples that are are really hard on me. Um, I had one time there was a couple where where a girl booked booked a session and uh, we met in in the, in the morning and. Uh, the first thing that the guy said to me is said uh, that he doesn't want to do the shoot. He would much rather be at home and uh, drinking a beer. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so when you meet those kind of persons, uh, you know that 
you won't take uh, good photos because you just feel that um, this one person uh, is not into it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I just love shooting people that are, are fully committed to, to what I do. Yeah, that immediately put a barrier between you and you and them. Right, and it's, it's it's hard to work with those people because um, there's a little um, antipathy going on from the first moment, and uh, you just know that he's gonna he's not gonna be fully invested. And um, he also stopped the shooting like half hour into it because uh, he didn't like it. So he said, "That's it, we go now." lots of advice and lots of things we've talked about that can inspire other people listening to this but what would your advice be to another photographer who's maybe starting out just chase your dreams i know everyone keeps saying it but but i did it um, even if you have people around you saying uh, you won't make it or stop doing it just do whatever you love um, if you know in your heart that uh, this is the only thing that uh, you want to do and you you love doing it then just do it um, you only have one life if you're dead, you're gone. So uh, there's no reason spending a life doing anything that you don't like. Just uh, do what you love. So keep shooting, take a camera, learn, get inspired, and uh, make some crazy good images. And when you came back from Australia and you were, were had decided that this is what you wanted to do, how scary was it for you to do that? Or was it not scary at all? Were you just excited to do it? It was actually kind of scary because I... I didn't know in the first year how many people would book me. So um, I think uh, the first year is uh, always the hardest because you, you don't know how the complete year will be running, um, how people will, uh, if they like your image or, or maybe they don't like your images. But uh, yeah, so that was the, the hardest year. But uh, after that one year, I think uh, you um, you develop some kind of routine. So you know what will happen. You know when, when couples will... Uh, write you when you know when they will book you so um so right now i'm pretty happy i had um 35 weddings this year um that's the next one tomorrow and i think that's enough for me right now i, I don't want to do more all right who else should i be interviewing on this podcast who would you like to hear from i think you should uh interview um the person that i love to come up and face which is called which is jacob loveman it's a, it's a friend of mine he's also on my on my blog and um, he's a crazy good photographer. He has a unique kind of style. And um, if you take a look at, at his images, uh, you will uh, immediately see that he, uh, he's amazing and unique. So, um, and, and he's a pretty funny guy. So I think uh, he will laugh in your ass off. <laughs> Excellent. Right, I'll give him a shout. Right then, before you go, tell us where people can find you, reminders of Looks Like Film, and plug everything that you've got. Uh, I don't want to advertise too much, but if people just uh, want to be inspired, they can head over to lookslikefilm.com. Um, one word, that's it. And they can find me on my website, which is lucaspiatek.com. My last name is kind of hard, but uh, I think you will uh, write it in the podcast. So I certainly uh, will. That's it. Well, I will definitely be on uh, lookslikefilm.com. Um, you will see me there soon, asking for advice, I'm sure, as well. Just join our groups and uh, upload your, your images. I will do, definitely. Lucas, it's been brilliant speaking to you. Um, good Thanks, luck Kevin. with everything. Yeah. Let us know how things go on. Let us know when the, the presets are out and everything, then we'll, uh, we'll let people know about that. Otherwise, sure. good luck with your wedding um, tomorrow. And, um, yeah, get proposing to Lena. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Thanks, Lucas.
Now over the weekend, we heard that Jacob Loafman, who Lucas mentioned in his interview, was attacked and robbed. Now he's expected to make a full recovery, thankfully, and we at Phototypes are sending out our love to you, Jacob. If you're enjoying Phototypes in the meantime, please do say hello on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, all at Phototypes Pod. If this is the first episode you've listened to, drop us a line and let us know. You can listen to Phototypes on Acast, iTunes or SoundCloud. We'll see you next time.